1: Welcome to the Irish Hills of Michigan for a NASCAR America Fan Friday. Here we are after a very eventful qualifying session and we have a busy show for you guys coming up today. Brad Kozlowski, Jimmy Johnson, Matt DiBenedetto, Chris Buescher and Eric Jones, and of course the fans, the infield at Michigan International Speedway, always lively and a lot of fun. It's a NASCAR America Fan Friday coming at you now. Hey guys, welcome in. A beautiful day here in the Irish Hills of Michigan. Marty Snyder, Steve LaTarte, Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Burton joining you for a NASCAR America Fan Friday. And i tell you what, guys, that qualifying session was fun. I mean, it kept seeming as it went on, another guy would top another guy. And then the last
2: guy goes out, Brad Kozlowski, wins the poll. Yeah, I think the question was, who would find something from practice? There were so many cars, I don't think we expected, in the speeds, compared to the first time here, we're talking over a half a second faster in the pole, that just shows, this was a non-impound. You give those crew chiefs the cars and say, hey, run whatever setup you want, they know how to make a car faster for one lap. Yeah, the drivers like
3: that too, if you can have that car set up just for that one lap, instead of having to try to go out and take a race setup, and go as fast as you possibly can with just a few adjustments there. So, uh, incredible, uh, at what we've watched there, just as the speeds can Continued to get a little bit better there, but I don't think anybody was surprised at the car that ended up in driver, Brad Keselowski, winning the pole.
1: And there he is walking to our set. We'll have him on the set in mere moments, 200, 190 miles an hour for him, Steve. But I have to say the team that impressed me the most was Hendrick Motorsports. I mean, we talked about them.
2: They were a second off this morning. How they find a second and qualify up in the top five? When the nine made his first lap, I thought it was going to be a bad day for the nine car. As you mentioned, one second off. That is light years when it comes to NASCAR racing in the two-mile racetrack. I even talked to Alan Gustis in the garage area, and he said, it's been a struggle. We're not bad, we're just too slow. We've made some changes. Well, I think he played a pretty good hand of poker because I was still (laughs) concerned for him, and and I don't think he had any reason to be concerned improving greatly in their qualifying run.
3: Yeah, and they've made great strides throughout this entire year, and and I think that was probably something that they came here maybe uh, with one idea and, and made some changes because there's not a ton you can do, but I think they knew exactly where they needed to go if they didn't have the speed that they were looking for, but they found that in qualifying. See if that translates
1: into some good race cars for them on Sunday. So we mentioned 190 miles an hour in qualifying, DJ. (laughs) But when you get into the race and you're wide open as long as these drivers are, how much of a challenge is the race that they're going to face on Sunday? Yeah, it becomes more of a challenge than when they were running around here at a little
3: over 200 miles per hour where you were backing out of the gas and letting the car roll for a while. You you just have to hustle these cars so much anymore. And if you're going to get speed out of them, they can't be what a driver would like to feel, which would be a little bit of a tug on the wheel as you go through the corner. That just scrubs off too much now. And so you have to drive these things on the edge all the time in a pack of cars where the air is just knocking you around all the time. And I think that's the biggest issue these drivers face.
2: Yeah, when I talk to crew on what the goal is tomorrow in race practice, the concern is they don't know. Because you could go out there and it's so circumstantial. You can be in one pack of cars and your car's a little tight. The same setup two laps later in a different area of the racetrack behind a different group of cars can be loose. So a lot of it is a big educated guess on how much downforce you need for Sunday how comfortable your driver can be, And as DJ said, he can't be too comfortable. If he's too comfortable by himself, it's going to be nowhere near close enough when he gets in a pack. So we talked about the fact
1: that this is a non-impound weekend. They get practice tomorrow, and then they'll get to tech the cars before the race on Sunday. And everybody talking about the cars being more trimmed out. Help us understand at home, Steve, what that
2: means for these guys and what it allows them because it's a non-impound weekend and with the speeds we saw today. Well, the best thing to understand is if it's an impound, you have to qualify what you race for a setup, which means no changes. You just have to hope your race setup is pretty good by itself. In qualifying, you could change everything. You could change the height of the car. That big spoiler on the deck lid, it's kind of like sticking your hand out the window of your car, driving down the speed, you know, the highway at 60 miles an hour. You feel all that pressure off your hand. Well, put it down behind the rearview mirror. There's no more pressure on that hand anymore. That's what these crew chiefs are trying to do. They're trying to drop the car out of the wind, hide that spoiler that helps the top speed, but takes away downforce
1: of course it's a nascar america fan friday so we want to hear from you guys on twitter hit us up with the hashtag nascar fan friday we want to answer your questions during the show today the fans are here the infield packed at michigan as it always is and this guy the man on the pole just moments ago brad kozlowski joins us next on nascar america
4: track, my roots. Take me uh, I ran quarter meters in Waterford Hills. I would consider that my local track when I was uh, you know, really young. And when I was kind of making my way through the amateur levels, I would consider a track in Flint, Michigan, Auto City. Speedway is uh, my home track. The first race I got to run at the amateur level, I remember showing up. And right before the race started, I was so nervous I threw up for, you know, probably 30 minutes straight. I don't know how I ran the race, I had like zero energy, but my nerves were just like shot. At that time I felt like my whole life was online because I knew I wanted to be a race car driver. Probably my greatest memory is traveling with uh, my family uh, to different racetracks. My family owned a a truck team that competed with a driver by the name of Terry Cook. And he sat on the pole and won a race, and that was on a Friday in Indianapolis. And then driving back all through the night to get to Detroit, you know, some six, seven hour drive, and then running my late mile the next day and winning the race. And it was just this great feeling of victory, having one as a crew member, uh, helping my family's race team, and having one as a driver the next day. It was just really, really special.
1: All the drivers getting behind my track, my roots, including the pole sitter here at Michigan, Brad Kozlowski. And seeing that, what kind of memories are evoked you when know, you watch the old highlights of you in the beginning days?
4: Um, I, I was hoping some of those pictures and footage didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If you huh? have that, I wonder what else they've got here, PJ. Uh, but, yeah. uh, no, th- that was a, a really special time, and, and I think uh, this is a great series that uh, NBC does because uh, – you know, the, a, a lot of racing is the local routes. Not everybody can be at the NASCAR level, the, the Cup Series level, and uh, there's so many great competitors out there at the the, the local track level, and uh, it, it's pretty amazing to see them go. You know, I went to a little go-kart track the other day, yep. and, uh, you know, you go to the go-kart track, and you're the cup driver, and you think you're going to be great, and there was, there was this guy there who just – Annihilated me, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I left there, and I was I was telling a friend, I said, you know, never underestimate the, the strength of a local racer who yeah. runs that track yeah. every day, and they're just darn good.
2: Yeah. Well, they might have had your number at the go-kart track, but nobody had your number today <laughs> from the first lap. The first lap on the racetrack, you set the mark and continued to improve it. Just how good is that number two car?
4: Yeah, we unloaded really fast with the Discount Tire Ford, Stevie. I think... Um, You know, Paul Wolf and the team did a great job, and I was a little bit nervous here in Qualifying. You know, clouds were coming in and out, and uh, you know we ran a a thirty-seven ninety something in practice, and uh, I thought we'd run about that, maybe a little bit uh, slower because of the weather being a little hotter. And I saw Harvick go out, really a few cars before me, and ran that eighty, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then uh, we did our lap, and it was it was looking good, but I didn't really think it was going to be a low eighty, and. you know the great thing about these cars now, uh, with the uh, EFI dashboard, is they give you your lap times, and you don't have to wait for the crew chief to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked right down and saw it on my on my screen. And I, woo! Thank you. I was having the big one, but uh, no, it's a, it was certainly a good lap. And like you said, the the team unloaded with a great car and. Uh, feel lucky to get to drive it yeah it's always better to be able
3: to see that than the crew chief not speaking up because you know you did yes then you know you did yeah, terrible was, right yeah, exactly.
4: it, it used to be before they put <laughs> these dashboards in the car you'd get all the way you know you'd coast through one and two and you'd be slowing down and nobody's saying anything right like, yeah. well, it must have been a really battle yeah exactly <laughs>
2: exactly
3: brad everybody knows and has talked for years how important this is from a manufacturer standpoint of winning the race here but being from this state what does that mean to someone like yourself?
4: Well, you know this race here, and, and, and much like most race car drivers would tell you, any race that's in your your hometown, your home track, it, it, it's your Daytona 500. Uh, you put the same pressure on yourself, and, and you feel it uh, from the community uh, of friends and family that come to the race with you, and, and so you wanna you wanna win your Daytona 500. You wanna win the Daytona 500 too. You, you know how that is. You've won it a couple times, but uh, and we've we've been close here, DJ. Uh, we, we've had cars capable of winning and I've made a small mistake where we haven't executed quite right, uh, somewhere along the line. And then vice versa, we've executed perfectly, done everything right and just not been fast enough. But we haven't done everything together. And, and because of that, we have a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens here, uh, quite a bit of second place finishes, but not that win we really want. So hopefully this is the weekend. Was there a time in your career where you put too much pressure on yourself when you came here? Oh, to absolutely. And, and I, you know, some would probably say I, I still do on my team, but, uh. The, the first few races here, you know, I, I would have a stomach ache before the race started because, you know, you just, you <laughs> yeah. put that pressure on yourself.
2: Well, so take us inside Team Penske. Joe Logano comes here a race ago, leads 163 laps. Obviously, they had it working that day. How do you, Paul Wolf, go back after that race, see what you did, see what yeah. they did to show up and be so good like you were today?
4: Well, I, first off, I thought we were really good in that race. We had drove up to, uh, you know, second place uh, with about 70 or 80 to go, and, and pitted with Joey, and we had a, a pit road penalty we lost a lap with, uh, but I thought we were in position to, to you know, have a shot at winning the race. It was gonna be a great battle with my teammate, Joey Logano, uh, but with that said, it, it fell apart with the pit road uh, penalty, but uh, we recovered and still finished, I think, fifth or sixth, so uh, we got a decent finish out of it, but you know, this race, uh, you can't make any mistakes. It, it, much like in most racetracks, you can't make any mistakes. You can't lose your track position. It's too hard to get it back. Uh, and, and you gotta have a fast car. You gotta be flawless. So uh, I think uh, there's a lot of big unknowns here, Stevie, with uh, the PJ1. Uh, in one and two, it seems to be really high and kind of outside the groove of what I would expect this to race. But in three and four, it's right on the edge of it. And. If that comes in, that's really going to mix the race up.
1: Hmm. By the way, congratulations. Big news for Team Penske this week. Discount Tire coming back. You're not grooming them for the future to sponsor Scarlett, are you? Because uh, maybe, we saw the video. Maybe. Scarlett's hey, driving the truck already. So Come I, on.
4: I took her to the go-kart track <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you know, GoPro this. track in, in North Carolina. Oh, she loves yeah, it. Yeah. She loves it when I'm holding it. And she does not right. like going fast. Okay. <laughs> so we, we have the power wheels, the, you know, the fast yeah. and the slow mode. <laughs> First thing she does when she gets in, puts it on slow mode. She says, Dad, I want to drive but I want to drive oh, slow. Very good. So uh, we'll see, we'll see, if see if that shame. Change. She's a yeah. very responsible <laughs> driver, let me tell you. Uh, but much more responsible than me. But I took her to the go-kart track to watch uh, Paul on Caden race, and I said, do you want to drive a go-kart one day? She said, nope. nope. And then she came back to me a day later, and she said, well, Dad, maybe if it's pink and has sparkles and glitter on it. So <laughs> that sounds
2: who knows? Times yeah. times are changing. And well, well, the see. good news is the slow mode is way Way more affordable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) More affordable on the slow You guys know, yeah. Oh, we know. Trust me. All three of
1: you guys know. Exactly. So congratulations on the poll. Big week for you guys, and uh, much luck on Sunday, okay? Thank you
4: very much. We're looking forward to the race, and uh, appreciate you guys covering our sport.
1: Somewhere in this mass of humanity in the infield is Jeff Burton. I don't know where Burton's gotten off to. I believe, what, turn two? Is that where you are, Jeff? No, I'm
5: not, actually. But, Brad, yes, that's where it all starts. Get ready. Get ready. (laughs) So a tradition here at Michigan International Speedway I want to show you. Here's the Cup Garage, but every year when you come to Michigan  – these guys line up, and this is where they all get—they all get an opportunity to come and get their drivers' autographs. They all—all all the drivers stop. Eric Amarola, he's down there. Uh, Joey Legato just came through here a little bit ago. Where are you guys from? Where are you from? We're from Grass Lake, Michigan. All right. You come. How often do you come? About 20 minutes from here. 20 minutes. But how often? How many times have you been oh, here? We come every single time to MIS. Every time. Every you should be out of autographs by now. So this is this is part of the tradition. So the motorhome lots right there, the driver motorhome lot. So all the drivers walk into the garage every morning coming in, and these guys know it, and they've learned if they hang out here that they're going to get an autograph. And The drivers are awesome; they all stop, they all stop to do autographs. But so this is part of coming to Michigan. This is just a tradition for as long as I can remember.
1: Hey, Burton, you missed that sign way back on the other sure. side. And look, there's a driver signing an autograph right now, Eric Almarola signing autographs for the fans pretty cool moment here at Michigan hey when we come back young man named Jimmy Johnson he's won a couple of championships he'll join us here on a NASCAR America Fan Friday on a beautiful day for Michigan International Speedway stay tuned
2: It's a milestone win. Oh, yeah. The king of the road.
0: Woo! What a finish!
2: Unreal. The closer has closed the deal. You're damn right, Denny Hamlin.
3: With a crowd on their feet.
0: Justin Haley has won his
3: first Monster Energy Cup Series race. Career win, number 55. Martin Truex Jr. wins for the third time here in Northern California. Look out, a winning for the third time here at Michigan.
2: Bowman will win at Chicago. Kevin Harvick has won again here at New Hampshire. Kurt Bush will win. That's how you're doing, man.
1: Ah! He scores his third win of the season.
3: He's
4: been dominant today. He's going to win again.
1: It has been a crazy summer stretch. Nine races, nine different faces in victory lane, and that, Steve, has led to this. Check out the cut line for the
2: playoffs. A seven-time champ on that cut line. Yeah, the pressure is building for sure. Only a few weeks away. You mentioned the seven-time champ. Well, he's come to join us so we
6: can ask him. Jimmy,
2: that's really my question. So I have seen you win a championship in the heads-up format, in the format before this. You have felt all the pressure. I want to know where does that stack up versus the pressure of these upcoming playoffs?
6: Yeah, the pressure is, you know, intense. It's there. I mean, our opportunity to win an eighth it all depends on these next few weeks. If You know, obviously, if you're not in that playoff eligibility, you're, you're out. So our season is on the line right now with these next four weeks.
3: So as I look at the first 15 years of your career and how you went about winning seven championships and doing, winning all of these races and everything, How has the racing changed as to what you have to do week in and week
1: out now?
6: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You you know it so well from being out there. I mean, there's always an evolution to racing and the energy on the track and how people race each other, but with stage racing and then this 550-horsepower package and the blocking that you can pull off and is almost required to be successful, it's changed the game. It is is way different than when I first started.
1: Last Sunday, you had a great run going at Watkins Glen, and then you and Ryan Blaney had contact afterwards you had words kind of exchanged some words through the media today so kind of walk me through your thought process has it changed after the incident at all
6: and you and ryan haven't talked since then have you no we, we talked after the race um you know I, we just have different opinions i mean we, we've both been talking the media's asked us 500 questions and everybody's running with it bottom line is we have different opinions and we're not the first ones in our sport to have different opinions and certainly not gonna be the last Does it bother you? You haven't talked at all, or does that not bother you one bit? I mean,
1: he said he was ticked off by your comment after the race about his lip quivering. He didn't like that very much. I
6: was ticked off. I was backwards in the fence. So (laughs) I mean, we have different opinions. It's just the bottom line.
2: So it seems to me, though, that everyone's temper seems to be shorter than a recent history. Maybe I just have a short memory. Do you think it's because the racing is so intense at every racetrack? You know, years ago, you would come to a place like Michigan. It used to be strung out a little bit. How good was your car? A little bit of give and take. There is zero. Give and take at any racetrack sure. anymore. Do you think that pressure just builds over the course of the year, and then a run in at Watkins Glen, whether it's you or Kyle Busch? There's a long list I could go through. Yeah, Do you think it finally adds to that?
6: No, it does. And not just in a calendar year, but you you have two or three years of the stage racing and what comes with it. Uh, the ne- this generation of young guys coming in and driving this 550 package are going to exploit, you know, these these differences even further than, you know, as time goes on. So it's, it's only going whichever direction, up or down, however you want to look at it. <laughs> Jimmy, you're not going through anything that every driver, including the two
3: drivers you're tied with in championships with Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Richard Petty, that there that everything wasn't questioned at times when things weren't going right uh and, and as a driver how do you handle that situation and in discussing that with people that you haven't lost that desire because you've won seven and 80 some races that doesn't go away that you're just as competitive and probably work harder now than you did uh, even winning those championships
6: yeah without a doubt I, I think the outside perception and perspective is way different than what's really going on in this garage area inside of a team, inside of an organization, and then that's all I can go by. I mean, I, I have a very loyal and dedicated group of crew members that are there for me because they know where my heart is. They know how hard I work and what I put into this, and, you know, right now we're just kind of building back mm-hmm. through, through a few things. I think Hendrick Motorsports overcoming some issues with the, the Camaro that we've been, been working through and making the car much more competitive. I'm now on my second crew chief, so, you know, th- there are a lot of variables there that we're working through right now, and, and I think we're, I know we're heading in the right direction. Yeah.
2: You mentioned the crew chief, I thought uh big news week and a half ago you made the change Cliff Daniels on top of the pit box throw him right into the pot hey call your first race in the road (laughs) course thanks a bunch uh but it's not just that i don't think everybody knows he has a baby due. you said like within a week very very close so with all of that going how much is cliff daniels leading the team and how much you just there try to support him try to ease him into this frying pan of being the crew chief for a seven time
6: He's handling it so well, you know, he's doing great so far. Um, I don't expect that to change a bit. I know he has full support from his wife. Um, and we have every intention to have him home for the birth of his first. They're one of the few out there that still wait to find out what the sex of the baby is until it's born. Oh, wow. So yeah. uh, just might give you a little more of a view inside of Cliff and, and his relationship with his wife. Um, so, you know, they're all in. Cliff is fully committed to this program. Um, the guy is, is, is doing an amazing job, so I'm excited for, for what we have here in the future. Well, we were joking. You were saying how Cliff, you know,
2: Monday would be great because he wouldn't miss out. I <laughs> right. said, well, he's never crew chief Bristol. He'll be wishing for, like, Friday afternoon to Bristol. That short track is a bullring for Maybe sure. Maybe before happy hour starts. <laughs> It'd
0: be nice time to leave.
2: That's right. <laughs> so how was week
1: one? I mean, was the communication different with Cliff than it was before? Like, how would you describe week one as you assess the
6: team? Yeah, week one went, went very well. Obviously, the the finishing result wasn't what we had hoped for, but uh, I feel our conversation, the connection that we have, and honestly, a lot of that falls on the history that we had together. With Chad Kanouse is the leader, Cliff being the lead race engineer. Um, you know, when he came back in Sonoma. That, that, that just started clicking again, and, and there was that conversation, and things just went to a deeper level quicker. And, and that's just something you have to have in the sport. And it wasn't easy, and it wasn't a fun decision to make, but it's one that we felt we had to do for the team. And, and here we are today.
1: So we all owe you a thank you, by the way, because you're wearing the helmet cam this weekend. Yeah. So kind of Take Glad us to through do your it. qualifying lap because I noticed a how bumpy it was once you came on the apron. But it's cool that you are willing to give us this insight, Jimmy.
6: Yeah, happy to do it. I mean, from qualifying to practice, from practice to qualifying, we can enter the track higher and run higher and build more speed. So your outlap is just trying to run as high as you think you can where that PJ1 is worked in. Run the traditional line through 1 and 2. And then in qualifying here lately, we've been running the bottom at 3 and 4. I saw a couple guys up in the second groove, more traditional lane. But with this low horsepower and high drag, the shortest distance seems to prevail more often. So you just chase that line, and you just keep on chasing it off of turn 4 right down the front stretch. Do
1: you feel the speed here at Michigan? when you're with other cars i mean we always talk about how high the
6: speeds are here yeah in the draft you you definitely feel it and to me um there's been a huge difference from race one to race two here in michigan and i for myself i think we're three quarters of a second faster than what we qualified in the spring so you can feel the speed so take me to sunday and the approach you have been in all these
2: different battles when you're out there on sunday do you want to be informed about where the guys you're racing for in the bubble do you just worry about the 48 car what's the 48 and you specifically your approach to this race
6: Man, you want the easiest scenario where you're up front all day long and nothing matters, right? You, you, can't, just,
2: you can't check that box. You can't no, check no, that no, box. I'm not going
6: to give you that as an option. I hear you. um, you're, I'm aware. I, definitely I'm aware. Um, you know, I'm trying to, to maximize any opportunity I have on track. We're obviously looking at stage points and how that sets up for the end of the race. I think we're all surprised how important track position was here in the spring. Um, so you know, everybody's going to have that in mind. And at least amount of time on pit road you can spend, I think, is going to be the move.
1: Have you allowed yourself to think, what if it doesn't work out in the next four weeks? Have you processed that at all and said, oh, how are we going to handle that if we don't make the
7: playoffs?
6: No, not not really. I mean, we know the urgency that goes into it, but we can't change, uh, you know, if that happens, it happens. And all I can work on now is my effort and my attitude. Sure. And that's, that is that is it, 100% on both fronts, and I hope we get in. <laughs> Appreciate you joining.
2: I know it's a yeah. big week. Ally, Base yeah. just up the street, big paint in the infield grass, so uh Big week for the new sponsor. It which
6: is. Ally's been a great supporter for the team and the sport, and we were just down the street at a Boys and Girls Club this morning um, doing it right and helping some people out there, too.
2: That's yeah. great. Yeah. This week for Jimmy Coming Johnson.
1: Yeah, we mentioned the fact that at nine winners in the last nine races, you can make it 10 for 10. I would
6: really it's enjoy like that. Plan?
1: right Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jimmy Johnson joining us here on a NASCAR America Fan Friday. Coming up next, Matty D, Matt Benedetto. He's underneath the stage. He'll come up here in just a moment as we continue from Michigan International Speedway with a NASCAR America. AMERICA FAN FRIDAY.
7: ANOTHER GOOD RUN, MAN, THAT WAS uh, that was SO MUCH FUN. FIGHTING FOR MY LIFE AND MY RIDE, THIS IS ALL I LIVE FOR, SO I HOPE I CAN STAY WITH THIS TEAM. I LOVE THESE PEOPLE, THEY'RE SO GOOD. I HOPE IT'S FOR A LONG TIME. THIS IS WHAT I'M MEANT TO DO, THIS IS WHAT I LIVE FOR, AND LIVE, EAT, SLEEP, AND, and BREATHE, AND um, I JUST, uh, I KNOW VICTORY LANE'S COMING, I HOPE THEY KEEP ME AROUND THIS TEAM FOR A LONG TIME TO COME SO I CAN uh, TAKE THEM TO THEIR FIRST VICTORY.
3: I'm going to run hard.
2: Pitbull's out of gas. Lawson with a blinding restart. Rod just stuck
1: it in too deep. Total domination again. They touch coming down through the triangle. Always exciting here at Michigan, but we have a full weekend of action for you. The Xfinity Series tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern from Mid-Ohio, and then the Irish Hills, Michigan. Sunday, 3 p.m. on NBCSN. DJ, that's a full weekend of racing, isn't it? That is a full re- weekend of good racing. <laughs>
3: Who's going to step up in that Xfinity race? Uh, that's going to be fun. outrun Austin Sendrick this week. He's become the man now that showed up that said, I'm the road racer here in this group.
1: Going to be exciting this weekend, Mid-Ohio and Michigan. And that young man on the very end, Matt Benedetto, gets to race this weekend, too. Good to see you. How was qualifying effort today for the 95 team? Uh, a little slow. <laughs> 29. <29th. laughs> the Gibbs cars were not quite with the speed maybe they thought they would have.
7: Yeah, I mean, this isn't a strong suit for, for us. Hopefully we race okay and get the balance all right, but um, qualifying here, it's a lot different than qualifying at Watkins Glen, I'll tell you that, but you're, you go out and you hold it wide open and you uh, kind of got what you got for speed, you know? So
1: I, I love how honest you've been lately because you have not been ashamed or afraid to say through the media. I'm fighting for my racing life. Why have you been okay with to be so open about where you are with your contract situation, with everything that's going on right now?
7: Man the, the fans have been through this whole journey with me every step of the way and I always think honesty' is the best uh, best policy and just be open. I mean it I don't like hiding stuff and doing all that I just I tell everybody what I know and um, exactly what I know so yeah I am fighting for my life, my career every single week and I mean we all believe wholeheartedly in each other at. Um, LFR and everything's you know we've been really meshing well as you can see the the performance has been great but um, yeah just like my whole career I've been fighting and clawing to get here and I'm doing it again now.
2: Well you mentioned how well you've been meshing with it 95 and wheels and LFR my my question is you've done such a good job of keeping us up to date on the situation with that car and that seat but your recent performance has been through the roof has that improved performance and Turned any other heads in the garage here? You know, other owners, other drivers. Have you been contacted by anybody else, or has it maybe opened some other doors you didn't expect?
7: Uh, it's it's really cool how much um, you know respect and comments that I get from you know other people, especially other drivers. That means a lot because this, you, you know, DJ, you guys know this is a a very heavily um, driver-driven sport, and drivers can be your best friends and and helping and get you rides. Even at the ninety-five, um, there were there were people that other drivers that called on my behalf and pushed like Kurt Bush was one um, and there were many people that went out of their way to help me to get that ride so um, the comments I've gotten from the recent performance has been really neat from other drivers but I've been really focused on just my team I want to I want to stay there really bad. I want to stay in the Toyota camp. So I'm pretty much all in on on trying to do that. Let me first say, road racer extraordinaire. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Outstanding job there.
3: But let me ask you this as a driver. I've been through it, uh, you know, in in different situations to where everybody's saying you're going to get replaced. you got to do it. And you're doing everything you can do. You're having your career year. Is it really, really frustrating that you have to go through this so many times when you really have, basically proven yourself yeah you haven't gotten that win yet but you've exceeded what every car you've ever been in you've made that performance better Uh,
7: yeah i mean i could probably look at it both ways there'd be sides where i could look at it and be like "Ah, it's frustrating you know me and my wife going through so much stress and um stuff i mean people stuff people just couldn't imagine how much of a toll it takes on us but um but also the way that i try and look at it is just being appreciative that i've had to go about it this kind of old school way that's taught me so much and, and made me really mentally strong and tough. So I'm actually glad and appreciative that I've gone about it this way because it does make you mentally stronger uh, through these things and it's made me a better person and a better driver.
2: So take me to Sunday, um, a little bit different than the last weekend we were here, the last race we were here. Today was not impound, so totally different setups for qualifying. Tomorrow you'll switch over to race trim you talk you want more speed every driver wants more speed you all have that in common always what do you expect to race to be like though do you expect just door-to-door pack racing the restarts take us through your sunday
7: uh track position for sure this one uh, this one's a michigan's a tough blend it's like right in between a speedway and a intermediate i guess so you, you you get these runs um and then in the corner you really need that clean air for the handling so it becomes tough to pass, and you need that track position. And they laid the PJ1 down. Maybe that'll affect it, and we'll get desperate to find some clean air. But um, it's just—it's tough. It's so different of a style of racing and driving. Of course, I'm—you know—I I, kudos to NASCAR. They're trying to do everything they can. I'm pretty open about it that I want to slide around and be off the gas for 10 minutes if they'll let us <laughs> right. and have no grip because it puts it more in our hands. So I get frustrated when you go and hold it wide open and. It's like, I want more speed, you know, but it is what it is. So it changes our approach to the race where we're really needing track position.
1: So our guy Jeff Burton is joining us, and you had a moment with Burton a couple weeks ago where you guys shot a piece, and you said you were shocked. Toyota let us have that much access to the simulator, which is located in Salisbury, North Carolina. Here's what you and Burton got from that. How cool is that, and how much of a tool has that been helpful to you, and what have you learned from the simulator?
7: It's big. I, I was really shocked, actually, that they uh, that we got to do that and and let you guys in and show Jeff, you know, um, and everybody, all the fans watching what we do on a weekly basis. So that's my every Wednesday shift from uh, 7 to 11 a.m. I go there every single Wednesday and never miss and we work it's basically like an extra test or a long practice session for the weekend and our changes take 15 seconds instead of you know 15 minutes so (laughs) we learn a lot
5: yeah yeah Maddie I I was I was uh, very appreciative number one that you and wheels and TRD gave us that much time and you know trying to show the fans how much work goes on behind the scenes and the tools that all you guys have and so as a driver uh, coming this weekend, you just talked about, you know, it's completely different than going to a road course, but how would you and your team use a, use a tool like that coming to a place like Michigan?
7: Yeah, so it's um, it's big. It's every week, you know, if you can find, you know, hundreds or little bits here and there, it translates. It does directly translate to uh, to on the racetrack. So it's, it's big spending all that time to, to learn it there and to try things that we wouldn't be able to try at the racetrack. You know, it'd take way too long or we just can't where some things you're dedicated to. Um, so it's, it's really big getting to, to do that. It was really big for the, the road course, obviously, getting seat time. All the drivers go in and do it, and um, it's, it's fun. It's something that I enjoy, and it's been neat to learn, and that I like educating the fans on some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. All
1: right, we've asked fans to send in their questions using the hashtag, and they, and they sent in a question for you, which is a popular question for you, what will be your song of choice for Bristol intros next week? And I believe we have some uh, some video of you dancing oh, in the boy. past. Some great costumes you've done. Because Maddie D, I got to tell you, you do it right, my friend, no doubt about it. So, what's your song <laughs> choice for next week? Uh, oh,
2: you know, that's a that good one was a, good a classic. One. Yeah.
7: <laughs> All oh, I know from this bad. video
2: is that you have a loving
7: wife. Oh yeah, There's she, no way she my wife would have taken yeah. part. There's
2: no way she would have took part.
7: She lets me humiliate myself, so, and so she's <laughs> a good sport. What's next but, week? Are you going to yeah. let us in, or is it a secret? I don't, you know, one, it's a secret. I'm making sure we're still doing them. I think we're doing the songs for the intros. I'm not sure. I've heard both ways, but I do. Okay. If we are doing them, I have one in mind that is the perfect fit. I hope we do it. You guys would love it. Mm.
2: That's it? That's all we my, get? The perfect fit? You're not
7: Just think the underdog story. Okay. So, okay, so look at it this story. way. Ah.
2: If they don't do the songs for intros, we just let you come right up here and you could give us a song and, and the dance on the pre-race.
7: Yeah, I, I've got stuff prepped for it if we're doing it. If not, please, by all means, I, I would love to, to do it. It's a total <laughs> well, underdog move. Well,
1: so is the costume involved and is dancing involved? we got to know that. And is singing involved?
7: Uh, the costume part, for sure. Yeah, there was a little, okay. little bit of planning there. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Send in your questions. NASCAR Fan Friday. Want to hear from you guys. Matt D.D., always good seeing you, my man. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you. it. Looking good, Thanks, like guys. you've been working out, like I know you do all, every day, right? Too much, man. My wife still uh, beats me, though, on. quite a bit. <laughs> oh, Really? <laughs>
7: she, oh, she gives me tough competition. The
1: there. Hey, speaking of guys from Michigan, we heard from Brad Kozlowski earlier. How about that guy, Eric Jones? He's from around the corner. He joins us next here on NASCAR America Fan Friday. Hey, check out fanschoice.tv for the best grassroots racing in places like Langley, Myrtle Beach, Magic Valley in Idaho, Salia Highbanks in Oklahoma, Meridian in Idaho, Tucson in Arizona, and Berlin. I know some people who know about Berlin Raceway. And that takes us to our 50 states in 50 days. Two hours northwest of here is Berlin Speedway. The track first opened in 1951 as a dirt oval paved in 1966 and 50 years later became a sanctioned nascar home track local legends how about the legend the vanderlawns there's all the brothers gordy eddie and bruce the three combined to win eight track championships next saturday is the signature event the battle of berlin 251 with three signature series on track but it's actually called the rowdy 251 because, yes, Kyle Busch himself has won the event three times. Eric Jones has won it twice, while Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, and A.J. Allmendinger have all been in that event. And speaking of Eric Jones, the young man joins us now. I know you know a thing or two about Berlin, don't you?
8: Yeah, Berlin is probably the toughest oval I've ever raced in my career. If, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, that says you, a lot. Yeah, if uh, If you've never raced there, the locals there are the toughest competition that I've, I've ever really raced against. It's a really unique place. and. It's a lot of fun if you can get your car right.
2: (laughs) We talk about that a lot when you go to local short tracks. This whole campaign is showing
8: us all these local tracks. It doesn't matter how skilled you are or where you race, to go in and beat a local at their own track, very difficult. It's very tough. You know, racing late models growing up. Anytime we went to a track, you'd go there and they'd say, hey, watch this guy, this guy, this guy, because they're going to be hard to beat all night long. Yeah, well,
3: how about racing these guys out here
8: that you have every week, but you've put together some really good races to get
3: yourself in a much better position now as far as the playoffs go. But it, it, on the side of that, even though you're getting all that done, is it a little frustrating because you've been so close to that win and not got it
8: yet? Yeah, it goes both ways, right? You know, we've, we've done such a good job of gaining points and getting in a good spot for the playoffs now. Uh, but the other part is frustrating is that we've ran so well and we haven't capitalized and got that win. So it's uh, – it's definitely a double-edged sword. You know, i am really been happy with the speed we've had and the runs we've had, but uh, it sure would have been nice in that stretch to have a couple of wins here. We talked earlier,
2: I think it was at Chicago, about just the type of racing. And you said it, even in your young career, it shocked you how much has changed. Just this year, what was acceptable in the second or third race has moved and moved. So what are we ex- going to expect here on Sunday in this race?
8: A lot of aggression, you know. I've uh, I was surprised today, even with the PJ one a little bit, and, and you know qualifying trim only. Right, we only made five, six laps all day. But even seeing it kind of coming in truck practice with the track being wider this weekend, it's it's just going to amp that aggression up, and and um, you're going to be seeing some big moves. You know, the track position is is so important in this race, and we saw it in the spring, and it makes for aggressive racing it's tough it's challenging it's 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 nerve-wracking right you want to make the big moves and the big blocks but at the same time uh, those can get you in trouble really quickly and end your day you
1: know one of the coolest things about you I've always thought is that when you come back to this race you always stay at home with your mom in your old bedroom tell me you're keeping that tradition alive you still (laughs) driving the hour plus back to Byron and hanging out
8: with your mom and driving back here in morning for practice So this t- tonight is the first night I've skipped out in probably, I don't know, the three, four years I've been coming here now uh, because we have an 835 practice. It is early. Was, it is so, early. I was wondering yeah. about that. So, I the commitment to
1: get up like at 630 and leave Byron like at yeah. 7 to get here for 830 practice was impressive.
8: Yeah, so I, I, I bailed on it. I had a busy week, and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm taking the extra two hours of sleep I can get by just staying right here. So, yeah. Bailed on it tonight, but I'll be back there tomorrow. Okay. that's you, cool. I always
2: thought that was cool, Stevie. Well, I was going to say, him. I'll give you a hall pass, and is going to appreciate the extra sleep.
8: <laughs> yeah. uh, sure he will.
2: Talk about that 8.30 practice. We're going to have practice tomorrow morning at 8.30. It's going to be cool. Uh, the track's going to have a lot more grip. How, as a driver, do you approach that?
8: You almost have to throw it away mentally, right? You know, you go in, and you get some travels, and you get some good numbers, and some, you get the baseline, right? You work the kinks out. You work the big handling issues out. But going into the second practice, you almost have to throw away a lot of what you gain knowledge-wise from my standpoint, right? The crew's learning and getting better. But for me, as far as what the track's going to bring, you're really trying to focus on that second practice and kind of how you're going to approach it, what your car's really going to need for that. Uh, and I'm interested to see really the track kind of move around, you know, in three and four, that pj one's going to come in and one and two, it's going to be a little more challenging, but the track's going to change a lot.
2: Well, so you mentioned it. We've asked a few drivers about this sticky stuff, this PJ1. They're sprayed on the racetrack. At Pocono, it didn't seem to affect much until race day. And then it was a huge player with you and Danny Hamlin. He actually credited that sticky stuff to help him with that final move. Take us here at Michigan. It looks very high, but do you think there's certain areas, and when the groove widens out, traffic widens out, you may use it?
8: Yeah, I think so. I was was surprised even today down in 3 and 4. We could get our right sides up. I I had all four in it on entry a few times and kind of moving around, feeling it out. I saw some truck guys down in one and two up and having the right sides in it. So that was encouraging, right? I mean, you want to see people getting up there and using it, but that's going to be what it's going to take. You're going to need guys to get up there. The truck race will be a big telltale tomorrow, really, for me, uh, seeing what those guys do and how aggressive they are with it. But three and four I, I think will definitely be in it. One and two for me, I guess, is the real question.
1: So I'll ask you what we asked, Brad Keselowski. Do you put more pressure on yourself because you're at home? I know you get that question a lot, but is there really more pressure because you want to win in front of your family and friends?
8: Yeah, I mean – you feel a little bit more pressure, right? I think Chris and I kind of talked about it earlier this week, and going in, and he said, "Look, you know, we've been on a great stretch here for the last month," and he said, "Michigan really shouldn't be any different for us. I expect us to run well again." But he said, "Just make sure for you that that when you get to the track, you're taking a deep breath and, and making sure you're not doing more than than what you can do, right? As a driver, there's only so much we can make happen. We can't we can't change the whole outcome of the race just from our hands." So. Um, you know, I guess there has been times I felt like I've come here and probably pressed too hard and made a mistake or, or done things like that. So um, that's more of it for me than the pressure. You really just feel like you want to do all you, you can do to, to try to win here. So just curious, do you remember
1: what you were doing on August eleventh, two
8: 2012? Oh, 2012? You, yeah. Uh, well, no. Oh, I thought you might have had it. Oh, what was I doing? I don't you know. You
1: at Berlin. You finished third that day. Who won that day?
8: What was I racing? Do you know? I
1: don't know. I don't know. I just know the date. I know the date. <laughs> 2012. I, actually, actually I, think, I think
8: I think we have video. Oh, we have video. I think Maybe. I remember the race. Uh, oh man, did Arca? Oh yeah. Who won that day? Uh, Chris Buescher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Guess, guess who's on the other line with Burton? Is it Chris? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember there that you go.
1: Race you guys relive really yeah. this moment. Buescher won. You finished third. Good day for both of you.
8: Yeah. Although you didn't get the victory. I came back next year. I got it. <laughs> there you go. Drivers, right. never, drivers
2: never remember their third. Look no. How,
1: yeah, well, look how young Busher is. Hey, thanks for joining us. Eric Jones hanging out with us, the Michigan native. And as we said on the other line, Burton, I believe you got Busher somewhere in the infield,
5: right? So so to be clear, Marty, you <laughs> yes. just told Eric Jones that Busher looks a lot younger than he does. That's what no, I heard you say. I said right say. there he
1: looked younger than him, yes. I don't feel it. <laughs> that's
5: for sure. I'm, I'm getting old quick. So we yeah we came we came to the infield. Uh, it's it's a cool environment down here, isn't it?
9: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's really neat just to come down the, uh, the infield of Michigan is uh, highly underrated. I will say it's one of the better ones of the places we go to. So you really need to come out of here. In beautiful weather, finally. We got uh, got some nice weather out here, so we're we're enjoying this.
5: Here we're having we're having they're not hearing you so we're going to share mics I don't know you broke my mic man like what <laughs> so so let's, let's, so when I think of you and, and your race team you guys have been running really well lately I mean it it hasn't shown up in a win or you know anything like that laps led, but you guys have run a lot better the last couple months is that fair
9: yeah um, there we go I can actually I, talk I yeah but uh, it's been um, it's been fantastic we've had a really good. Uh, about three months now we've had a good season to start with jtg doherty racing did a terrific job to to be ready for this package but the last couple months we've really been hitting on on all eight and um it's been great for us we've been able to to really make progress you know and like i said we're not leading races and we're not winning yet but you know for us to be able to go and be about top 15 weekly you know to be consistently right up there that's been really good so uh, really proud of the, the effort from everybody. Thanks to uh, you know Kroger for all their support and everything they've done for our program. Um, you know it's just it's all adding up and uh, had a good time. We're we're trying to uh, to break into that top twenty in points and we've um, we've been on a roll here lately. So got some good tracks here.
5: So you just heard Eric Jones talking about his uh, his what he thought was his toughest short track and that was Berlin. You race a lot. You you and your parents. You started racing. Was there a
9: racetrack that sticks out to you You're like ah that place was so difficult? Oh man. Um, Toledo really was hard on me. Uh, Toledo, Ohio, in ARCA series, and um, I did not like it for the first year. And uh, we came back. I think we ended up with like four wins at that racetrack after that. So it ended up being a lot of fun. Uh, Berlin was a was a really fun place. I, I'm with Eric now. That place was a blast. Uh, no wall ever anywhere except that front straightaway. You know, something that um, definitely definitely had that uh, little rough around the edges feel to it, and that that's what made it so much fun. But you know, a lot of good racetracks that we raced at uh, in the past, and, and a lot of them that were really hard to get a grasp on and, and be good at. And you know, I think um, that's just escalated. The tracks are a lot bigger, and I'm just trying to get a handle on them as they've uh, they've grown in size.
5: What are you expecting to, uh, Sunday with with the with the you know the tracks trying to expand the groove with the with the sticky stuff on the racetrack? What are you expecting this race to look like Sunday?
9: I think uh, the, the truck race is going to be a good hit for us to uh, to look at it, but I think that PJ one is um, is more than likely going to come in to a certain extent. Um, you know, maybe uh, it, it's not going to be dominant. I think it's just too far around at Michigan when we're uh, on the throttle as much as we are already. But it's something that started to see people just sneak up with the right sides right next to it, close to it, and I think um, I think it's something that's going to give us a, a an option. Uh, you know it's not going to be that groove that you're gonna go up there and just turn and, and run around everybody but uh, maybe a little bit of um, of, a, of a way to get into clean air maintain maybe build a run up to be able to get to the inside uh, I think it's going to be good I, I'm excited about it um, you know it's not exactly what we had hoped when we were talking about it early on but watching it in practice and watching the trucks go around I think it's um, it's close enough to where we should we should build up to that and, and even in practice uh, it was all qualifying practice today but you know, our get-up laps, we're right up against uh, the, the PG-1. There's plenty of grip there. You know, we just haven't gotten into it to really activate it yet.
5: So, so we're seeing all these kids everywhere down here, kids everywhere riding their bikes and, and messing around, playing. There's a LaTarte, you would like it down here. Actually, DJ, too, there's a, there's a uh, great gambling thing going on over here with, with cornhole. And I know LaTarte would be right in the middle of that. But uh, Did so you give me a slot? I, I did, and I'm sorry <laughs> you lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I put you in the wrong group. Uh, oh. Sorry you for last week too but but uh so so seeing these kids it makes me think about you know racing as a kid and and going into how about you and your parents racing was that something that you look back on as just having a great time
9: yeah that was um uh, me and my dad we've uh we traveled a a lot early on in the bandoleros uh we had season tickets to texas um i can't tell you how many races I've watched uh, from, uh, from the grandstands uh, at that racetrack, the truck races, uh, Indy races, um, you know, Xfinity and, and Cup. I mean, we've been there uh, since, since it opened up. And, um, you know, for me, there, there's a lot of memories going back to that. Uh, there's a lot of memories of sitting in traffic for four hours trying to get in and out of that place. But uh, just a cool memory. It's really, dad wasn't uh, into racing near to the extent that uh, a lot of people I feel like I talked to, their, their parents were. But a hot rod guy, and so always had cars in the garage and was working and, and tinkering on stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons I, I enjoy working on stuff today as, as much as I do. I just um, you know, like to know the inner workings of everything. So it's been something that's been really neat. Uh, been a great bonding experience for, for my dad and I through the years. And um, you know, for my mom, uh, you know, she's always been a big supporter as well. Wasn't a big fan of the dirt bike racing, but uh, she definitely got on board. You know, it, it's you know places like this where you can come and, and hang out with your families. Uh, you know, come in the infield. Uh, camp out. You know we got uh, we got some great sponsors with Kroger and, and the Fast Start program. If you text three one fast to three one two seven nine, uh, they'll definitely hook you up with what you need to come out here and do camping in the right
5: way. Well, th- these guys right here have been patiently waiting for you. <laughs> so you can go sign their autograph. They'll love you. They love you even more than they already do. <laughs> All right, we'll be back from Michigan here in just a few minutes.
1: Steven, DJ, you got your alarm set for the morning? That's Can't awfully wait. early,
2: isn't it? Can't wait. I'm ready. 8.30 yep. practice. But what else could be done at 8.30? That would be that important.
1: I'm telling you, in the NASCAR uh, the final practice, we'll have the NASCAR fan practice. So the hashtag NASCAR fan practice. Send us your questions. Always fun to interact with the fans.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping they send some great pra- or questions in for that 11.30 practice. I'll be on it. And then we have a little bit of 3 o'clock Xfinity Racing from Mid-Ohio. It'll be fun. And then Sunday, Chalk
1: Full as well. Bush signed the autographs. Burton promised the autographs, so there he has signed it. We start things from Michigan, 2 p.m., NASCAR America pre-race show. So the three things we kind of learned today, uh, number one, Scarlett Keslowski only drives in slow mode. Yeah, that, that's good for Brad. Right. Number two, you can gamble at Cornhole. I didn't know that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. And then number three, Jimmy Johnson's not backing down, nor is Ryan Blaine. How do, they, how do
3: they resolve no, this, DJ? No, it's just going to take time, and it goes on. But I must say this. Eddie Gossage would not be happy if we didn't say that the traffic issues <laughs> that Chris Buescher was speaking yeah. about are gone now. You get in and out there, no problem.
1: Uh, Steve,
2: what do we expect tomorrow? 8.30 a.m. practice, as you saw. Well, I think today was a non-impound, so we don't know who has the best car in race trim. I'm going to have my eyes open, long runs, a little bit of pack, see which car drives the best in traffic. I don't think they've picked a winner yet. Race practice is tomorrow. We'll find out what's going on. Coming up
1: next, Dell Jr. Download with Dave Marcus. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for joining us.